Welcome to the Life of an Average Somebody, a new podcast hosted by my dad, Coach Randy. My dad considers himself average, and that's okay. But to me and my three siblings that didn't want to record this with me, he is somebody. He's also somebody to my mom, his clients, his students, and his friends. In this podcast, my dad is going to share some stories that show how he went from ordinary to extraordinary in the eyes of those that know him best. He'll share how an average person's life can have a tremendous impact on others. Remember, like Dr. Seuss once said, to the world you may be one person, but to one person you may be the world. My dad might only be one person, but hopefully you will find meaning and value in what he has to offer. And who knows, maybe he'll become somebody to you too. Enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you're not afraid to show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Hey there. Welcome to Life of an Average Somebody. I am Coach Randy, your host. And welcome to Episode 3, Why is Happiness So Elusive? Is there such thing as happiness and What is your definition of happiness? And this follows last week's episode where I introduced my five core principles, the idea that the blueprint for life, which always end up, if you uh, make a lot of money, you'll be happy or somehow successful. And most of us, we focus on this concept of what does it mean to be happy? Am I happy? We never really seem to attain such happiness. And I've got books upon books, upon books in my uh, my library about happiness and how to achieve happiness and what does it mean to have happiness. And isn't that what we tell our kids? Or we, As parents, we just want our kids to be happy. We want our kids to be happy. And we look at ourselves, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And the constant pressure of what happiness really is, what is the opposite of happy? What's the opposite of happiness? If you said sad, I would say that you were wrong. Being sad is not the opposite of happiness. Not happy is the opposite of happy, but we often equate sadness, and no one likes to be sad. As a matter of fact, if we are in a place and we see someone that is upset and being sad, it is a natural human reaction to go over to that person and try to somehow stop them from feeling sad and just to get them to feel better and feel happy. And that's not necessarily the best intention. And so we fight so hard as a parent with our kids with our own selves in terms of our happiness with work, happiness in our marriage, happiness in life. And we learn that if you do A and you do B, then you will get C, which is usually happiness. You know, if you get a job and make a lot of money, you'll be happy. If you have kids, you'll be happy. Uh, There's a video I used to watch called The Greatest Days of Your Life So Far, written and performed by Mark Scherenbrock. And he talks about, you know, when you're in high school, You start thinking to yourself, you know what, if I just get to college, once I'm in college, things are going to be good, I'll be happy, I'll be great, I'm looking for my future. You know what, once I graduate college, 
when I graduate college, I'm on a good path. I got my degree. I can get a job. I can make some money. You know, once I get married, you know, I've got the job. I'm getting married. Things are going great. I got a relationship. You know, once, once I buy a house, I'm married. I have a house. I have a job. Things are going great. You know what? Once I have kids, when I have kids, I've got a wife. I've got a family. I got proof. I've got some method of self-actualization. I've arrived. I am uh, wealthy. Once I get the promotion, you know, when I get the promotion, that means all the work and energy and effort, the time at home is really paying off, and that puts me in a great position. You know, once the kids get out of the house and into college, that's when I can be happy because when the kids are out of the house, that means I'm at a place in my st stage in my life where I'm a little more financially successful. My wife and I can just spend the two of us, the kids are away. Once I retire, when I retire, things will be okay because now everything's behind me. I can sit back with my wife and enjoy life, be happy, you know, take tours across the country. You know, once I'm dead, right, I'll have the, you know, <laughs> and you hear him say this thing. And the idea is that we keep thinking, we keep pushing off this idea about happiness. And we keep finding reasons why at some point when we will be happy. And he taught me this idea about happiness. You know, we always think that happiness is at the next turn. Uh, happiness is in the next moment. That is something that we have to rethink and reconsider in terms of what it means to be happy. First of all, what's your definition of being happy? Is that definition an achievable definition of what mean happy is? I know for me and my life and often with my clients and the work in which I do and the students, it's a hard Thing to put our arms around. Um, if the opposite of happy is not happy, is there anything wrong with just being not happy in the moment? You know, after you listen to this podcast, you will have a year's worth of happiness. Just listen to this podcast and poof, magically, you will have 365 straight days of happiness, a year's full of happiness. Would you want that wish? Would you take me up on that offer? Think about it. If you knew you could be happy for an entire year, would you take it? And it's an interesting challenge. I often get, oh yeah, absolutely. I would, for me to be happy for a year, man, that'd be great. I said, that's great to hear. Now, I want you to think about you going through that year of your life and imagine at day 195, right? 195 out of 365. How do you know that you're happy? How do you know that? Truth is, Chances are, well, I'm supposed to be happy there, but I'm happy. But would you really know that you're happy or would your mind be telling you to be happy simply because you've bought this idea that you're going to be happy for a year? And often thinking about this concept of happiness, we cannot derive a sense of happiness unless we also have something to experience, which is known as unhappiness. In order to appreciate what it means to be happy, we have to be unhappy. We have to be unhappy in order to appreciate happiness. It's the yin and the yang. It is the it is the back and forth parts of life that we have to engage. And to sit there and talk to our kids and put the pressure on ourselves that we have to be happy diminishes the capacity that in order for us to be happy, we have to go through those moments of unhappiness. And if we deny ourselves those moments of unhappiness, we deny ourselves to truly understand what it means to capture the great sense of happiness. That is the truth about happiness. Happiness is not a result of a plus B plus C, if you do these three or four or five steps. Happiness is a state of being. Happiness is being able to understand one moment of being happy, experience something that doesn't make you happy, only to appreciate the fact that when you are happy, you can get a sense of what it really feels to be happy. They go together. 
So when we have our kids and our teens and they have some kind of problem, we want to stop them from experiencing that happiness. We are actually doing a disservice. For many people who are parents of millennials, we did them a disservice, often as parents. And you might be that kind of parent out there, uh, the idea of being a helicopter parent, where you hover over our kids, or being a, a snowplow parent, where you kind of push the snow out of the way and all the problems so your kids don't have to deal with any kind of problems. Or you become a lawnmower parent, where you cut the grass so short that there really aren't any challenges. And I equate challenges as moments to experience unhappiness because it is essential for our kids to learn how to deal with those moments of unhappiness. You can certainly be a safety net, but to deny our kids and yourself the chance to feel and embrace what it means to be unhappy denies us the chance to truly feel a sense of happiness. Uh, there's a, a Jewish phrase called gamze ya'avor, gamze ya'avor, this too shall pass. And it's an important concept that when you're happy, if you think to yourself, this too shall pass, that means at some point you know, given life, something bad is going to happen. It's going to make you sad. It's going to make you unhappy. And when you're down on those parts of your life, when things aren't going great and you're not happy, you say, this too shall pass. You understand that it's a moment at time. And at some point, your life is going to turn back up and you're going to feel happy. Gamze ya'avor, this too shall pass. And that's where happiness seems to come at a crossroads. I think once I became a parent, uh, the idea of being happy seemed more elusive and more difficult because it just never seemed possible because I was always so concerned that something was going to happen when they got sick, when they got to school. Uh, I remember many years ago when my daughter first went to middle school and uh, she went to a Jewish day school through fifth grade. And we put her in a public school for sixth grade. And so she went from having a class of 25 students to having a class of 650. Uh, and our school of 650 and a class of 250. So that's a big, big increase. And as the summer progressed and we were thinking about school starting, I would always ask her, is it okay on the first day when I drop you off? Can I just drop you off and just get out of the car and stay with you? And the first comment was no. And I keep trying, I keep trying um, over the summer. Are you sure? No. Are you sure? No. Are you sure? No. As a day arrived and we were getting ready to drop her off, I said, please, please. Uh, I know it's, I, you see those parents over there. We're pulling up. Uh, I'll stand behind those parents. I just want to make sure you're going to be okay, please. I love you. And I'm, I'm a parent. I, I admit I'm a crazy parent. And of course she said no. So I uh, dropped her off. She gave me a fist bump. Uh, too old for a kiss, you know, crash burn. And I pulled off, and as I was pulling off, after I dropped her off, lo and behold, there was a parking spot on the street. There was a big spot that didn't have a car in it. And for me, being a person of uh, great intervention of the universe, I believed there was universe talking to me that I needed to park and go back and uh, just watch. I just wanted to make sure my daughter was okay because I was concerned for her well-being. And in my process of walking back, because of course I parked, uh, what parent wouldn't because the universe talks to you. So I start walking back. And I did so in such a way that I was trying to be careful, but I literally apparently just passed her and I was trying to peek behind this big, uh, big Douglas fir kind of Christmas like tree uh, sitting outside. And I'm kind of peering around just to make sure she's okay. And she pokes me in my shoulder and she says, Dad, you know, what are you doing here? And I turn around, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh well, you know, trying to, I'm sorry, you know. And I just said, Listen, I just wanted to make sure you're okay. And the response she gave me was something that I've never forgotten. And her comment was, Dad, I was okay until you got here. I realized my mess up. 
Uh, she really was okay. And by me being there, reminded her that wasn't going to be okay. And I learned early on that my daughter, whatever it is, needs to learn how to feel on her own. She needs to have her own experiences. And it's important for her to go through bad times. I often joke that uh, I have three daughters, and I joke about that being my punishment for being a teenage boy. And those of you who know me know exactly what that means and why I'm being punished. My daughters remind me every day, and uh, this idea about being happy. I mean, there are moments that I have incredible joy, whether it's watching my kids graduate, seeing them on stage in a play, playing ball, whatever it might be, just being together. But I think I spend more times being more concerned and unhappy as a parent than not simply because I'm just so afraid of something bad happening. And it just breaks my heart thinking that way uh, because it is all out of my control. I joke that I think my four kids communicate via text or some kind of chat group. It's just saying for parents that you're only happy as your saddest child. And so I have four kids. And I think that in this chat group, they decide which one of them is going to be happy which week during the month. So it doesn't matter which week it is. They only have one week where they're sad. However, for me, since one kid changes every single week, I am never happy during the month. It doesn't make a difference. One week's my oldest, next is my youngest, then it's my moldest, then it's my son. And it doesn't matter that they somehow love to play tricks on me to make sure that I am never happy. And it's sad to think that I base my happiness a lot on my kids, but as a parent, it's so hard not to because this is such a big world. My oldest lives in Denver. We're going to shoot out there in a couple days to see her. Uh, my son is in Arizona, and he's uh, he's been out there and haven't had a chance to see him. My, my oldest, of course, Michaela, is here. She's entering her freshman year of high school, and then my youngest, Bree, She's entering sixth grade, and there's just so much that can go on. Often, as a parent, we feel out of control, and control has a lot to do with whether or not we're happy. And so this elusive sense of happiness, happiness is a state of being. It's deciding in the moment, being blessed, as opposed to looking at the negative things, looking for the positive things, finding uh, some things that I've encouraged people to do, and I've done often, is creating a gratitude journal, which makes me happy, and focus on the happy things that go on. But there is a prayer, it's called the Serenity Prayer, which I'm sure you've all heard. I'm going to just take the first part because it focuses a lot on this idea about control. When it comes to happiness, we feel that we have to be in control of our happiness or control of our feelings. And a lot comes down to our perceptions and how we choose to live each day. And the basic, the, the basic premise of this serenity prayer is just basically grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It's a genius, small, three main components. I have to understand and accept the things I cannot change. I have to accept them. And there's so many things that are out of our control. Then, right, have the ability and courage to change that I, the things that I can, that are in my control. And the most importantly, the last thing is understand the difference. And so when it comes to happiness, start thinking to yourself, create a list of all the things that are out of your control. It's an exercise I do with athletes. It's an exercise I do with parents. I do with coaches. It's, it is something that is essential to think about what is not in our control. And we can list off numerous things. And then juxtapose that, what are the things that are in your control? 
And as you begin to think about the things in your control, they're basically two things. Hundreds of things are not in our control, two things in our control. The first thing in our control is our attitude, our perception. The second thing is our effort. That's it. And how we perceive and our attitude often impacts our effort. So if we have the chance to embrace life and see things as they are, as opportunities and growing pieces, which we'll talk further further about as the weeks progress, and see that from an average perspective and realize that there are so many things that are out of our, our control and we say that's okay because those are moments for us to learn, then we will give greater effort. And our effort really determines the sense of happiness. And so happiness is not a result of A plus B plus C. Happiness comes from a state of being that allows you to accept the fact there are so many things out of our control. The only thing in my control is how I choose to see life and the effort I put into it. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast, Life of an Average Somebody. Please check me out on all the social media outlets, AVG Somebody on Twitter, Average Somebody on Facebook, Average Somebody on all the podcasts that are out there, Life of an Average Somebody. My name is Coach Randy. Have a great week.